Hey, it's the RU Review covering Rutgers football. I'm Steve Titchener in the studio. And on the line, Matt Lachlan returns to the show, coming back from Buffalo on a little rookie um, camp there for the Devils, huh, Matt? Yeah, prospect tournament held by Buffalo the last few years. Devils have participated in it, and so it signals the start, really, of the hockey season. hockey season, As we record this, the players report for physicals tomorrow, and then it's on the ice the day after that. We're off to the races. And it's it's an exciting time. Matt, back to work. Put the golf clubs away, right? Well, not quite yet. Well, one more chance on the golf course tomorrow, and we'll sneak some stuff in here and there. But, yeah, it is significantly reduced once the season starts. All right, we'll hit them straight. So, listen, Rockers, it's going to get real now, but uh, they've done what they need to do so far, 3-0. and And I want to – I got to tell you, I I wrote an article on the site about uh, Kyle Manungai because it was a tough go in that second half, Matt. Uh, you know, it was, the score looks, you know, pretty lopsided there, but this was a tight game of the fourth quarter. Vatek had just scored. Kyron Jones uh, hit uh, Daquan Felton and they were starting to heat up there and uh, they cut it to five and they scored the first 13 points of the second half and Rutgers was flat. And you're thinking, oh boy, is this going to be a nail biter? And then just like that, the next series where, you know, the SHI Stadium was flat. And there goes Manungai ripping off a 55-yard TD run where basically the, the uh, left side of the field opened up for him. And um, and then they just, Rutgers rolled from there. But really, uh, the last two games, Matt, he's been incredible. And in the Temple game, same thing. You know, it looked like it was going to be a nail-biter. And then he had a series. He didn't have a 55-yard run, but he had several long runs, and he took over the series. Now, give uh, offensive uh, line credit. He didn't do it alone. But uh, he's been a force, and um, it's been, uh, it's been a, you know, great performance for him two weeks in a row. Rutgers needed it. And now they're 3-0 and going to Ann Arbor. Well, he might be the surprise of the season for Rutgers, right? I mean, he's a veteran. So it's not like he's come out of nowhere or he was a highly touted freshman recruit and he has blossomed in his first year of football. But, you know, a lot of thought was that Sam Brown would come Mm -hmm. back from injury. You know, they had last year, El Shadi Salam had a nice year. And you thought, okay, and where's Manangai fitting in? And he just said, listen, you're going to have to take me out of the number one spot. He's been terrific. Five touchdowns. I mean, Rutgers has won the game on the ground, basically, and with defense. And he's been a huge part of it. He's been just terrific. I think Gavin Wimsack got into that ground game too, having a long uh, t- touchdown run himself. And um, I think the concern on offense would be uh, the passing game. I n- not much uh, on Saturday, uh, only because they were so successful on running the football. So look, wins a win. But if you have a concern here, Matt, moving forward, it's well, you're not really seeing. Uh, receivers necessarily distinguishing themselves, I guess. Uh, you know, you see guy, you know, you know, someone like Isaiah Washington, boy, it looks he's big target, tall guy. Um, seems to have all everything you need, but uh, it really hasn't blossomed yet really for him. There's been moments, but um, you know, uh, really haven't done much. Uh, Johnny Langan hasn't done much of the tight end spot. Again, we'll go back to the fact that the running is, is successful, but I just think if they need to complete a pass, Matt, and they're forced to throw the ball, 
it, it could be a bit of a challenge here going into uh, Ann Arbor against uh, Michigan. Well, against a very good defensive team, you're absolutely right. The best defense that they will have faced to date. And the rest of the Big Ten is going to be a challenge, too. I know Wagner's on the horizon after Saturday, but, you know, this is this is where Wimsat and company will have to make their make their hay. I don't know what the passing game will be like. I do like the fact that he hasn't thrown an interception. do like the fact that he's been able to control the game. Uh, he doesn't look overwhelmed at all, but he's not been the gunslinger that Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh wants J.J. McCarthy to be this week or continue to be uh, in light of his three interceptions last week. So I think protecting the ball and playing good defense and running it, I mean, that's a perfect formula for, for wins and whether or not they're able to sustain it beginning Saturday in the big 10. I mean, they do have a win against Northwestern. So they're one to know in the big 10, whether they're able to continue that. I don't know. They don't seem to have a game breaker uh, on the outside of a receiver of note. So it might prove to be a little bit of an issue. They're facing a great defensive line. If they can't open holes and they can't run, then they're forced to throw it. And right now, they don't look like a team that can throw the ball and win. So, yeah, there'll be some more questions asked and answered one way or the other on Saturday. The defense, again, uh, you know, bend, not break. Uh, but they're flying around back there looking good. I mean, they did give up, you know, a, a touchdown pass uh, at a crucial time in the second half, making the game tight. Um, but. Listen, you can't complain about that defense so far and their performance, and, and they've held up, held up uh, really well, uh, you know, and stopping the other team's run, too. So, these, the, you know, they've got, um, you know, not, they, we talk about their linebackers and, uh, and, their, and their defensive backs, but the defensive front's been pretty solid, too, and uh, they're going to need that. They're going to need the lines are really going to get tested against Michigan in, in Ann Arbor, and um, that's going to be... Uh, that's going to be in the forefront, I think, on Saturday, Matt. Yeah, I mean, Michigan's only given up 16 points. They're, I think, second in the country in points a lot. But it, I don't know if I put I – mean, and Rutgers is in the top 10. I don't know if I put much faith in those numbers, per se, because nobody plays anybody decent generally in the beginning. I mean, Bowling Green, East Carolina, UNLV for, for Michigan – uh, Rutgers does have the one Big Ten opponent in Northwestern, but uh, I, I think this is now when you figure out what what both sides are about. I, I think the challenge here will be for Rutgers offensively. I think defensively they'll be okay. I think offensively, can they create possession time so that the D is not on the field a lot? Well, what I like is the fact that they generally play Michigan well. So I, I don't think Michigan's in their head. Ohio State is, but I don't think Michigan is. So it, it should be a hell of a game. Yeah, let's hope so. And listen, uh, you know, they haven't looked like world beaters. I mean, they're basically working off last season with that number two ranking. Um, you know, they, they were actually struggling in the first half against uh, Bowling Green. It was 14-6 four, uh, after a half. And then they got themselves together. But as you, as you alluded to, Matt, J.J. McCarthy, I mean, you know, three picks. Um, he did throw two, two touchdown passes and did make it work when they needed to. Um, and then Bowling Green also, you know, it wasn't like, uh, you know, Blake Corum ran ran crazy. I mean, he he, he was able to get a couple big runs off. Um, and that's how he 
and padded his yards, but he he, he did not. Um, they didn't dominate by any means, uh, and um, that's a big part of uh, of Michigan's attack is those two running backs, Blake Corum and, and Donovan Edwards. Uh, so that's a lot. Oh, yeah. I that's mean, a terrific. I mean, Corum Corum's the preseason All American, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's a terrific runner. Rutgers is going to be up against it to contain him, um, and he can he can catch balls too out of the backfield. So mm-hmm. uh, they've got you know they've got weapons. There's no doubt. And you're right, they look poor relative to their standing uh, against Bowling Green. Still, they came out with a pretty decisive win at the end of it, and that's with McCarthy throwing three picks. So. Uh, I, I, you can't take Michigan lightly. Are they the number two team in the country? Again, as the schedule and the season winds on, we'll find out. Maybe beginning Saturday. I I, I don't know that Rutgers wins, but I think this is going to be a tight game. That's just, for the most part, at least lately, that's the way the games have been. It's, you know, yeah, there's a couple of blowouts, what, 70 nothing and 52-7 or something like that. But uh, I, you know what? Uh, mostly they've given Michigan – at least for a half, a little bit more, all they can handle. And this is their most talented team. So I'm looking forward to it. Same here. And I would say this, that, you know, really Michigan hasn't really been battle tested. You know, they're a good team and they've got good players back from last year and hence the number two ranking, but they haven't had that big 10 battle yet. Even if it is a Northwestern, you know, uh, where you, where you do a little bit of battle in the trenches there. Uh, you know, it's been a light schedule up to, you know, the Rutgers game. And, and I'm many, many Michigan fans believe that, you know, Rutgers is part of that light stretch at the beginning. Uh, but I think there can be a little surprise there in terms of, uh, you know, Rutgers coming up and um, coming up to uh, Michigan and, and at least, uh, at least battling, you know, um, any, any Michigan fan that dismisses Rutgers cavalierly uh, is just showing hubris. Look, I, I, I think there's pressure. Bill, we talked about it a couple of shows ago. You know, he's in no danger of losing his job, but I think there's still some pressure on Shiano to get this team to a bowl to show that in his fourth year, significant progress has been made. He's said patience, patience, and now you want some delivery on that promise. Uh, listen, he, he's got his best team going in there, and I think if, if Michigan, a team that again, has had its hands full with Rutgers. If there's a Michigan fan that's dismissing Rutgers out of hand. Uh, they're, they're doing so foolishly because Rutgers has every opportunity, I think, to win this game. I don't know if they will, but I think they have the opportunity. If they, can, if they don't turn over the ball, I mean, they've got to play. They don't have to play a perfect game. This is not like Rutgers four years ago having to play Michigan. It's got to be a perfect game. No, they just got to be able to execute, control the ball a little bit, but that'll be the challenge. Michigan's defense is great. Their defensive line is awesome. Yes. And, um, you know, so tell all your cousins out in Michigan to uh, get off their high horse. Uh, uh, they might have a little, listen, um, you know, it was a, it was a good uh, game for a half last year. It, it, it uh, got I mean. away. So, uh, we'll see. And, and last time, granted it was a COVID year, but last time they were in Ann Arbor, uh, they, uh, they battled pretty hard. Uh, yeah. And, uh, we're, we're within a touchdown late. So, um, we'll see how this fares, you know, back to the, um, back to the receivers, Rutgers receivers. I mean, that's a, I think that's really a place where they're, they're untested and, um, we'll have to see how, uh, how they, how they get along there. 
Again, I mentioned uh, I mentioned uh, Isaiah Washington, and you got Chris Long there. It's been around for a while. I mean, these guys have some experience here, Matt. You know, they've been there. They've been to the big house. Uh, and then they got this young uh, receiver, D- Division One standout, FCS. I'm sorry, Division Two, FCS standout. Um, uh, Jaquai Jackson. I'm saying it's either Jaquai or Jaquai. Um, I'll get it right. But, uh, you know, he had a big game against Temple um, and did uh, did not do, did not fare well uh, against um, Virginia Tech for whatever reason. But uh, he's a weapon and it'd be great to see uh, what happens there. And, um, and uh, you know, uh, Christian Dremel caught a few balls and actually had a touchdown as well. So he can be a weapon. We'll see. Um, it'd be interesting to see how Gavin Wimsat uh, performs. Uh, I don't think, you know, like you, like you said, Matt, he seems to be pretty uh, calm and cool and under control. And, you know, but, you know, and, and what's going to test that? 110,000 um, people in a, uh, in a hostile environment. It, it, that'll test it. And so we'll see how, uh, how Wimsat uh, responds uh, to a big spot uh, with that big of a, a crowd in Michigan, Matt. No doubt, and true of the whole team, right? Uh, because of the circumstances and and who they're playing. I mean, it's still Michigan, one of the great teams in college football history, and a team that's, as we mentioned earlier, ranked second in the country, might be the best Big Ten team. So, yeah, they're going to go in. There's going to be some butterflies, and like, how do you handle it? How do you handle the pressure? You know, he's been pretty good, as we mentioned. He hasn't turned the ball over. Uh, they've been able to play a control type of game offensively. Well, what happens if he throws a pick on the first series and Michigan takes over at the 35 yard line and suddenly uh, the crowd is going crazy. Michigan scores and now your back's against the wall. So from all those standpoints, these are great tests for Rutgers. Um, I I don't know that that will happen. They're going to have to use the run to some degree because they just can't pound the ball. I don't think against Michigan. Yeah. I don't think they can pound it. No, I think they'll be able to. They're going to have to use the run to open things up. I mean, the pass to open things up a little bit. So we'll see what Chirac has got. I mean, everyone loves him. He's got a different approach. They seem to be playing better or differently under him. So, you know, they probably kept Wimsat under wraps a little bit in the first three games, knowing this was the big one. So uh, I, I think it's a fascinating, fascinating challenge. It is, and and it's interesting. the 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 running was the concern against Northwestern because they really couldn't open up any holes, and Manungai had nothing, uh, no room to run in that game. And then he's blown up since then. Um, but uh, you expect more toward around that Northwestern game in terms. I'm not not comparing Michigan to Northwestern. They're so much better team, but. I uh, just say uh, probably more along the lines of, of really finding a very little running room and let's see, because Manongai, when he does get the room, boy, he can move. And it's interesting because we were talking about Samuel Brown being that difference maker and that guy. But right now it's really, it, it's been Kyle Manongai because uh, Sam Brown has uh, gotten on the field, seems to be healthy. It looks like Shiano's just bringing him along slowly, but maybe he plays a big role in this one because you know, maybe they got to get some hard yards and maybe it's Sam Brown that has to get them. Uh, so it'll be just nice to have them healthy, uh, hopefully 100 percent and um, and, yeah. and available for Ann Arbor because because uh, in Ann Arbor, because they will have to um, 
they will probably have to use him as well and use all the guns they have uh, to to keep this uh, keep this one close. And uh, it may be nice to see Samuel Brown really, you know, shine and this be the time to do it. You know, uh, you know, especially, you know, when you want to run, if you can run, you want to run when you're away from home. And that would be uh, that'd be a, g- a good way to uh, to set up Wimsat as well. If they can pound the ball a little bit, maybe that maybe they'll open up the field a bit um, again. I agree with you, Matt. That's going to be uh, it's going to be a tight. It's going to be tight. I mean, that's a good def- good uh, defense that uh, that Michigan has, and it, it's going to be hard to find um, find room. Yeah, it's it, but listen, this is what Shiano signed up for. This is what you signed up for. Mm. This is what these players signed up for. Rutgers no longer a doormat, certainly not among the powers in the Big Ten, but no longer a doormat. Well this will be their chance to show that I, I say that. And, you know, I realize you know, the struggles of last year, but if they are no longer a doormat, I don't think they are, then this is, this is where they make their bones. This is where they can send a message. No question. So, and uh, I, yeah. And also listen, they've got a lot of speed on defense and we're noticing that they close fat quickly. And, you know, J.J. McCarthy is a shifty, you know, quarterback who's got a little bit of speed, but they they can chase him down. So I don't think he'll be able to run away as easily in the past. Uh, they, they've got a lot of speed on defense, so it'll be interesting to see if they can, can contain him and then and then what happens there. But again, those big running backs, too, they just got a lot of weapons. <laughs> you know, they just do. Um, number two for a reason in the country. And they're, they're just uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be tough. Uh a tough uh, challenge, but uh, like you said, Matt, we, this is what uh, this is what everybody signed up for, and uh, it's exciting to have the opportunity to go out to Michigan and, and, and play and play that team, and and uh, and I'm looking forward to it as well. I mean, the noon kickoff, Big Ten Network, so, yeah, Big Ten Network. So um, things that I'll, um, I'll look for here is what does Jim Harbaugh's return to the sideline mean for Michigan? Uh, you know, as you know, he was suspended yes. for the first three games. He could be there during the week, but he couldn't be there on the sideline for the games. And he turned it over various assistants and what have you. Uh, I, I think, the te- especially the, at home, I think the team will be fired up. And they'll be that looking to rally around thing. him. Well, it might be. It, it, you know, it might not be. Um, you know, you get fired up and you kind of get out of your system a little bit. But that's a factor. I think his return is a factor too. Uh, like any coach, he missed it. I'm not sure how much you can believe what coaches say. Uh, honestly, uh, they're they're preaching uh, to an audience. I don't know if they're saying exactly what they believe, but you know, he seemed to seemed to have missed it and talked all about a different understanding and this, that, and the other thing. And uh, I think I, I think it could be a factor. Yeah, but they're going to want a nice story there with with Harbaugh coming back and coming back in Ann Arbor and the whole bit. So, uh, you know, I was thinking it's, uh, you know, I'd rather just have them on the sidelines from the beginning so they don't have that big moment, which they're having along with um, along with opening up the Big Ten uh, schedule as well. And, uh, you know, it's important for them to get a win, obviously. I mean, it's, you know, look, they, they lose. That's the, you know, any chances of national championship are gone. So um, there's a lot on the line um, for Michigan every time they step on the field. So, um, and that's a big story with Harbaugh 
coming back as well. And speaking of, you know, coaches and Big Ten stories, the whole Mel Tucker thing is just a fiasco, huh? Well, it is. Uh, Let's be honest. Um, What two adults do, consenting adults do, is their own business. There's still a lot we don't know about it. I mean, how much... How much of a relationship they did have. But listen, how stupid do you have to be? Mm. You brought a woman in who speaks about her experience as a victim of sexual assault. She is there to uh, explain why no is no. And, you know, here's, you know, Mel taking care of business on the phone. Now, whether, you know, whether she said go for it, big fella, or not. I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever come out, but he's not going to win this. They've already handed them the notice that they plan to fire him for, for cause. Uh, I don't know how he recovers from it. I don't know what Michigan state's going to do. Um, and then get out from under is, a 10 year, a bit ugly 10 year, $95 million contract. It's a, 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 unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is. It, yeah. But know. you know, we'll see. It does speak to a deeper culture about who thinks they're bigger than, yeah, and, you know, uh, than the situation. And certainly, so, story will will, uh, will follow, and then Michigan State yeah. got, got got crushed on Saturday. So let's see what's going to happen oh, yeah, there they're, with they're, them. They're in such a mess now. Uh, I mean, they had a nice year last year. Yeah, he uh, two years yeah. ago had a incredible year. Yeah. Or two, yeah, Kenneth, yeah. And Kenneth, Kenneth Walker was Kenneth great, Walker, right? who I got in my fantasy um, now. Got me 18 points but, on it. Still lost, but he got me 18 but points. But what are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, come yeah. on, Mel. You, like, and you just should be better than that. Mm. Like, again, I get it. Two consenting adults can do what they want to do, but come on, Mel. Like, yeah. you know, just just be a better human being. But Yeah, terrible know, story. I, I don't know that we'll ever know the full story, quite frankly. Uh, yeah. You know, what he admitted to is enough for Michigan State to be embarrassed and want to fire him. Um, and then obviously he's going to fight it. He's he going to said he, or did yeah. at this point is immaterial, I guess. Yeah. And he's going to fight it and for that money for that 95 million. And so, um, a lot, a lot going on with that story. So, uh, we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll follow it as it, uh, as, as things, as news comes out on it. And, um, meantime, football, uh, Saturday noon kickoff, Rutgers in Ann Arbor and uh, fired up, ready to go. So that'll do it for uh, this week. I'm Steve Titchener here, joined by Matt Lachlan. Uh, check out our site, moresportsnow.com. And also, um, you can get our uh, our uh, podcast on Spotify and Stitcher and uh, iTunes and, and uh, SoundCloud. Uh, so uh, so listen up. We, uh, we cover Rutgers football weekly. And uh, we'll get at you next week. Bye-bye.